everyone, this is Zain Sharma, the Director of Pioneer Missions and School of Missions with Kingdom Vision Global, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. To receive more updates from us, please do visit our website, kvglobal.org, or find us on our Instagram page, Global School of Missions. Today with us, we have Coretta Christie, and she'll be sharing with us on Are We Ready for Revival? I look around at what is happening around us, and I think we are due for a revival. Yes, revivals have always occurred when social, political, and international situations look the bleakest, and when from all appearances, hope seems lost, and it looks like the situation won't turn around for the better. But we have to understand what a revival is. Charles Finney, a revivalist, said, A revival is nothing else than a new beginning of obedience to God. And I have to agree with this simple definition because it is right on point. A revival is a returned of obedience to God and to God alone. Church, we are ripe for a revival. It is the right time to return to God. But the question is, are we ready for it? I hear church leaders, especially lately, around my state, around India, and around the world, calling for a revival. That sounds so good to hear. We cry out for revival, but do we understand what a revival requires of us? And are we ready? Let's look at historical, biblical facts. There were 20 recorded revivals in the Old Testament, and the cycle was always the same. It always starts with the chosen and the called people of God. It begins with their departure from God. Then a prophet warns them. They reject the warning. Then God disciplines. He disciplined by oppression by Mesopotamia or Aram for eight years, oppression by Moab, Ammon and Amalek for 18 years, oppression from Philistines, oppression by the Canaanites, oppression by Medians. It is then that repentance begins by calling out to God. God then raises a deliverer. Examples from the book of Judges are Othaniel, Ehud, Shamgar, Deborah, Barak, Gideon, Jephthah, Samson. Revival takes place, which results in peace for 40 years, peace for 80 years, until God's chosen people depart from his ways again.
This cycle of departure from God's word, repentance and obedience is not just in the characteristic of the children of Israel. It is present in us today, in the church, in our individual lives. We are guilty of putting man above God, guilty of spreading false doctrines, promoting false prophets, prideful in our ways. We idolize the act of worship instead of the one being worshipped. We have stopped pleading the cost of the widow and the orphan. We close our eyes to do nothing at the injustices we see around us. Micah chapter 6 verse 8 says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. But have we? Have we done all that, church? Church, do we acknowledge our shortcomings? Are we prepared to consecrate ourselves? The children of Israel had to bathe before entering the holy place. Put clodding and getting rid of idols and earrings associated with pagan beliefs, like an amulet or a talisman. And prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2 verse 13 says to us, Rend your hearts, not your garments. Are we ready to do that? To perch out everything that we have put first in our lives ahead of God? Are we ready to say no and give up traditions in our lives that has nothing to do with God? If we don't acknowledge and are not ready to repent, there is no revival coming. We need to look within our own lives, admit the areas where we have departed from God's will, confess and repent. Let's look at an example of a revival that happened under Moses. In Exodus chapter 32, when the people of Israel had departed from God by building the golden calf and worshipped it, Moses had to take steps to bring the people back to God. It started with the destruction of the idol, Exodus 32 verse 20 followed by the punishment of the willfully sinful, punishment of the unrepentant, and Moses had to intercede for Israel's sake. He had to deal with the consequences of sin and the awful probability of living without God's presence. There are four lessons to be learned from this incident. Lesson 1. Nothing is hidden from God's eyes. Lesson 2. God will hold people accountable for their sin. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 says, For the wrath 
of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who surpasses the truth in unrighteousness. Lesson 3. There is great value in intercession. Moses met with God on three separate occasions following Israel's sinful behavior. This was to have the sins of the people forgiven as well as to ask God not to take his presence from them. God's presence and favor can be removed from a person if they continue in willful, unrepentant lifestyles. When we willfully lead unrepentant lifestyles, prayers won't be answered. 1 Peter 3 verse 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord are against those who do evil. When we willfully lead unrepentant lifestyles, God's mercy, protection and presence will be turned away. Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Lesson 4. God delights in showing mercy. After humility, prayer and confession, we can't be assured of forgiveness. Read 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 and then 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acknowledge, confess, repent, intercede. Now let's look at the fifth requirement for revival by looking at the instances from the New Testament. The New Testament records eight revivals and in all these instances, repentance was preached. John's message was repentance. Matthew chapter 3 verse 2. Jesus' message was repentance. Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. The 12 disciples were told to tell people to repent. Mark chapter 6 verse 12. Peter's message on Pentecost was that people should repent. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Paul said that God commands everyone to repent. Acts chapter 17 verse 30. If we look at the revival under John the Baptist, his preaching was bold and uncompromising. Even with the potential of imprisonment or death, he never wavered. He performed no miracles. He called people to repent. He didn't speak of his own ministry. He always pointed people to Jesus.
during Pentecost, there was unity. The believers were in one accord. They prayed. They set their house in order. They did right in front of God. They waited in anticipation for the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit did come, Peter stood up and preached, calling people to repentance. And the early church continued steadfastly in obedience to God. So, an important ingredient of a revival is to repent and boldly preach repentance. As we read through the revivals recorded in the Bible, we can see common characteristics among them. They occurred in times of moral darkness and national depression. Each one began in the heart of a consecrated servant of God who became the energizing power behind it. Just one spark is needed. Are you that servant of God? Are you that one spark that is needed? There was Jacob, Moses, Joshua, Othaniel, Gideon, Deborah, Samuel, Jonah, King Asa, Elijah, Hezekiah, John the Baptist, Peter, Philip, Barnabas, Paul. And now probably it's you. Each revival rested on the word of God. And most were the result of proclaiming God's worth with power. All resulted in a return to the worship of God. Each witnessed the destruction of idols where they existed. In each revival, there was a recorded separation from sin. In every revival, the people returned to obeying God's laws. There was a restoration of great joy and gladness. Each revival was followed by a period of national prosperity. Revival is a new beginning of obedience to God. Church, if we want a revival, we need to acknowledge, confess, repent, intercede, Breached and practice repentance. In the words of Prophet Hosea in chapter 6, verse 1, the call is Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down and he will bind us up.